man, it's been a while since we've heard that music, huh? Flashback from the past. Yeah, quite a quite a distant past. I don't even remember when the last time was that we did one of these. Pre-COVID? Yeah, maybe, or maybe We're shortly yeah. shortly after COVID, I guess. Yeah. Cha-cha-cha. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Uh, this uh, cha-cha-cha and uh, <laughs> fool over here to my right <laughs> is... And Megan Guess. Yeah, she's not a fool, though, but she she she, she likes... dancing fool. I was just going to say, sometimes, right right situation, you can get, you can get kind of dancey. I can with enough alcohol, (laughs) liquid courage. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We are back. Not only are we back, it's been a little while since we've really done anything on a lot of traveling. Yeah. On on this uh, channel in general, but we are welcoming you to the all new. Well, it's not really all new because we're kind of doing bringing it back. Yeah, it's the it's. Yeah, exactly. Like the redux. Everything's like retro right now, bringing back the retro stuff. So that's what we're doing. There you go. There you it's go. in, so we're making it happen. Yeah, we are doing the new, um, yeah, revamped version of the Geeking Squad podcast. Woo woo. <laughs> and the reason why- Did you ask for it? No. No, no. Are you excited for it? No. Are we doing it anyway? <laughs> Fuck <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think some people are going to be excited about yeah. it. We had our followers when we used to do this. Mm-hmm. People would look forward to it. Our, our biggest problem was that we could never, you know, go figure. We could never do it consistently. It's always our problem. Yeah, it <laughs> is. And we're, we're taking- we're taking we're gonna strides. Do it. We mean it this time. Yeah. 18 times a charm. Right. We're taking strides to try to get things on a regular schedule. The plan right now is that this is going to come out every other week. So yes. at least twice a month, this will come out. And uh, we could even probably do it more frequently if we wanted to. But the nice we thing. Other I th- stuff we want to do too. So. Right. And I think the nice thing about doing this uh, every two weeks is it gives us enough time to gather up stuff to talk about because mm-hmm. the whole point of the Geeking Squad podcast is that we are. Um, taking focus from the articles and the memes and the polls and the discussions that go on in our Facebook group, which is called the Geeking Squad that we moderate. And uh, people post in there all the time. They post funny memes and they post like polls about like, you know, what's your favorite movie from 1985 and, you know, things like that. And then people also just post articles about like stuff that's been going on with all geeky stuff, movies, TV, comic books, toys, music, all, all sorts of things. We don't talk politics. We don't talk religion. We don't talk about any of that hoo-ha because we don't need that hoo-ha around here. <laughs> you keep that hoo-ha somewhere else, okay? All we want around here is the geeky stuff, right? Yes, please. Yeah, so. It does include real life geeky stuff as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because for those, I'm saying all this for those that are maybe listening to us for the first time and Mm -hmm. didn't hear the old Geeking Squad episodes, we break this down into different categories and uh, we have a section later where we'll talk about geeky stuff that's actually current in like you know news. real life events and stuff you know because sci-fi or mysteries solved or mm-hmm. you know sunken treasures all, all kinds of things like <laughs> yep. that you know we're going to cover that hidden treasures right done before yep, yep absolutely yeah exactly and then later on we're going to recommend some cool stuff that we've been getting into geeky mm-hmm. stuff that we want you to check out and uh yeah 
So that's basically what we do. But to go back to tradition, I have to ask you, how's it going? It's a going. It's a going. Yeah. It's a going. Yeah. We're, we're like two thirds of the way through summer already. It's insane. It's going to yeah. be over before we know it. Next thing you know, it's going to be Christmas. Oh God. Don't say that. I know. Don't say <laughs> that. We're only just finally getting some like consistently warm nice weather. weather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. We're in, we're in the Midwest here and it's been just up, down, up, down, up, down, <laughs> up yeah. Up, like that down, song yeah. up, down, up, down. Yeah. It has been <laughs> all over the place. I am not as much as I love Christmas and I love Thanksgiving and I love Halloween. I love all that stuff. I'm not ready for it. I just want to stave it off a little while longer, <laughs> just a little while longer so that I can enjoy. I mean, I only just got in my pool for the first time, like a few days ago. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. So come on, you know, give me a break. Just when, when you're just gonna give us a break, okay? But um, yeah, man, let's not let's not dick let's around. Dawdle, let's do this. Yeah, because I, you know me, I'm I'm a dawdler. Yes, you are. I but know, I know. I want to get to my favorite part of the whole th- of the whole show. Oh, I want you to hit that blue button. Over is this there. is this your favorite part? It is. But it's been a minute. It has. It is. It is. It's been a while. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a while because here's the section where we talk about all the things that are happening out there uh, in the entertainment industry and related stuff. And uh, we like to call it. What's shaking, bacon? <laughs> it will never get old. <laughs> it doesn't <Ever>. get old. <laughs> yep, this is the what's shaking, bacon. So we tell you about what's been shaken, bacon. In the bacon. <laughs> yeah, it's the bacon that's shaken uh, out there and everything. And uh, we've got some good, we've got some bad. We're going to start it off because here we go. We finally come back and it's like, how are we, you know, coming out the gate? We're coming out the gate with... Some bad news. Some bad news. <laughs> Jeez. But it goes up from there. Yeah, it, it does. But oh, I, and then it ends on a down. Well, possibly. We'll see. Yeah, I but I feel like we need to talk about this because this just it's happened. huge, especially for our generation. It really is. And it is the fact that Paul Rubens, otherwise known to most people out there as Pee Wee Herman, passed away this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, age 70. Yep. So he passed away on July 30th. Um, he had cancer. I guess he'd been suffering with it for a while now. Yeah, like six years. Yeah, exactly. But he didn't let anybody know, yep. which I get, you know, I mean, it's got, it's so hard to be in the public eye as it is. But then when you're dealing with something like that, I don't blame him for not wanting to like let everybody know and have no, to deal with No, this is private. He deserves some privacy. Yeah, exactly. And especially since this poor guy's <laughs> he's had some issues in the past with privacy and all that stuff <laughs> with the the infamous uh movie theater incident back in the nineties <laughs> and then other things that happened. But yeah, he came out and I've actually got he 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 prepared like a little statement that went out on Instagram mm-hmm. after he passed and he said, quote, please accept my apology for not going public with what was uh what I've been facing the last six years. I've always felt a huge amount of love and respect from my friends, fans, and supporters. I have loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. 
That's nice. Yeah, he kept it real simple mm-hmm. and everything. I've read a bunch of little quotes and testimonials that people in the industry that knew him well mm-hmm. have said. And man, people feel really strongly about him. Uh, you know, he had some really, really dear friends. I never knew that he actually like went to school with Katie Sagal. Yeah, did yeah, you I read saw that? that one? Yep. That was awesome. super cool. Yeah, she shared some like she old... dropped out and Right. Yeah. Right. They like were roomies or close to roomies because she was always with them. And yeah, yeah. It was awesome. They would hang out all the time. And, and you know, uh, Tim Burton came out and uh-huh. said that like he pretty much credits Paul Rubens for getting a start. That's awesome. Really getting his start as uh, a director. Pee-wee's Big Adventure or something yep, like that. Yep. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie? I, oh, yeah. Oh, but okay. I, I like that better than I did the TV show. I did as well. Okay. Yeah. The TV show, I. I I I had a lot of friends that were really into Pee-wee's Playhouse and stuff. I mean, like, especially, you know, I was a teenager when that came out. So for a lot of teens and college age kids and stuff like that, like Pee-wee's Playhouse was big Mm -hmm. with them because it was not, it was for kids, but it, it, it wasn't, you know, it was, it had that really weirdo kind of like adult. Um, yeah. Adult sort of like cartoons uh, now, like Shrek and stuff like that. Right. It's for kids, but. It's also not for kids. Yeah, and he kind of helped pioneer that, yeah. you know, because that was pretty new mm-hmm. at the time. It was it was not typical for like a nineteen year old college student to be like a, a fervent fan of a Saturday morning, uh, you know, yeah. series like that. But it was so different. It had sort of like a Frank Zappa esque kind of quality to it, you know, pretty kind of trippy and everything. But you know, so were you? A, could you say you were a fan of his? Like as an actor, even not even just necessarily like Pee Wee, but just Paul Rubens in general. Yeah, I enjoyed him. I think my favorite role with him, I don't know if you remember or not, but he was on Murphy Brown as one of her assistants, her many, many assistants. Wow. Or secretary. And he kind of like was Pee Wee Herman. He's like all over the place and spastic and everything. And it's, it's, hilarious I, I think he had like six episodes or something wow I don't remember that at all no. I, I guess he was like the channel's cut or nephew or something like that so it was like pulling a favor and he was oh. really great at first and then it kind of went off the rails quickly as <laughs> Pee Wee Herman would he would yeah so. well see for me my my main uh, connection with Pee Wee was from the Chi- the Cheech and Chong movies because yes. <laughs> as I've talked about in past episodes on our channel, I watched the Cheech and Chong movies when they were new uh, back in starting with Cheech and Chong's next movie back in 1980. Uh, my dad got it on videotape <laughs> back in 80, 81 somewhere. And I was like seven you know, seven or eight years old. <laughs> and my dad would let me watch it with he and his friends. Oh my gosh. There, I, had, I had no... You have no business Business watching, watching Cheech and Chong's next movie. That, that I mean, every facet of that movie was not made for children. <laughs> no. Like, between the drugs and the sex and the language and just the, the crazy shit that went on. But yeah, I associated, you know, for me, I that's how I knew Pee Wee Herman because I watched that movie many times and then shortly thereafter, Nice Dreams came out when he's doing cocaine Mm -hmm. under the table or whatever with Chong and everything and talk about hamburger and (laughs) that whole shtick and then he winds up in the the loony bin and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Balls itch. Yeah. It kills me every time. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And that to me, so that was, you know, my association with with that character 
was an adult humor mm-hmm. thing. So later, when like Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure came out and stuff, I was like, oh, wow, weird. You know, like mm-hmm. that. Like, that's that dude that was, you know, like I said, doing blow with Cheech and Chong and everything. And then they gave him a cartoon, like a, a kid series. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, r- really? Because <laughs> he's not a kid's you know, he's not a kid's character to me, but he did a great did job. Well, yes. Yeah. He did a great job with doing it. And the more I learned about what he wanted to do with it and his ideas with it and how he wanted to retain his kind of, you know, sensibilities, but make it properly like kid friendly and all that stuff was brilliant and admirable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I liked him in a bunch of different stuff. He was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in one of my favorite movies, Mystery Men, which is a great... Did you ever see Mystery Men? No, I have not. Oh, that's a great movie. You need to see that movie. It's it's one of those, like, flies under the radar movies now. Like, it was popular for a hot second back in 98 or whatever it was. But it was Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo, Hank Azaria. Oh, wow. Paul Ru- Yeah, great cast. And it's, like, um, these superhero... People that live in a time where kind of like the boys where it's like superheroes are a thing and there's all sorts of superheroes out there and they're like these misfits that want so badly to be a superhero team but either they have no powers or their powers suck (laughs) (laughs) paul rubin's power is his his character name is he's the spleen oh god so his whole thing is like if you pull his finger he can let out like massive amounts of flatulence That'll yeah, like, that's a you movie. You you'll like it too. Okay. Trust me, it's okay. it's it's really funny. I'll check it out yeah. one day. You know, our our hats off to Paul Rubens. You are definitely going to be missed by a lot of people, and uh, saw a lot of people really mourning his loss. You know, it's like a part of people's youth and childhood exactly. really gone with him, especially so. our generations. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. We'll we'll see you uh, we'll see you in the next world, Pee Wee. Um, moving speaking of uh, yeah, moving <laughs> on to speaking of the afterlife and things like that. Meg, you are excited about something. I am. A new movie just came out with last week. Okay, last week, late last week. It's the new Disney Haunted Mansion. Yeah, movie. I'm so excited. I mean, look at this cast: Rosario Dawson, right? Owen Wilson, wow. Danny fucking DeVito, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tiffany Haddish. Jared, Jared Leto, Leto wow. and, and Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield. Stanfield. That's a great, that's a that's great cast. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. And I watched it. Th- <laughs> wow. Oh. Wow. Um, but, uh. Have you watched like trailers? I've and- seen the two trailers and I saw one where the, the cast were talking about working with each other and how incredible it was. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, I've never worked with an ensemble like this. It's It's been quite a privilege to do oh, this. So. that's nice. So yeah, it, it seems a lot darker than the prior one with Eddie Murphy. Right. Um, but I saw just in the trailers, a lot of it, they're putting more of the ride. Okay. That should came first anyway, into this movie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like they have the army guy, the, arm, the guy in the armor. Not the army, but the <laughs> guy in the armor. Yeah. And stuff in the beginning, and that's on the ride. Okay. Um, they had the stretching elevator the stretching, stretching room, room thing and yeah stuff like okay that in there. i remember and, that uh hopefully i'll get to see the the hitchhiking ghosts who are my favorites i know you love and, those those ghosts um, i do believe the the guy with the headless guy right the okay. lantern and stuff like that yeah. I think he's going to be in there no kidding so 
I'm I'm very very excited. I think even um, Winona Ryder makes an appearance in it as really? somebody. Uh, there's a couple of others like big names. Um, nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, it doesn't surprise me they're doing this because I thought that they did a really good job with Jungle Cruise. Oh my gosh, that's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, you you do. I like do. That I watch that incredibly much. It's kind of sad, but <laughs> it's, it's yes, I absolutely adore it. That's such a you movie. It is like through and through. And I think this will too, because like Owen Wilson, I love his sense of humor. Yeah, Danny DeVito is. Yeah, you're a DeVito fan. I love yeah, that Rosario's man. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tiffany or uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is hilarious. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're all good. Man. They're all I, what I saw, like Keith Stanfield, his parts really cute. Yeah, and funny. The, the candle. He's like, don't go out, don't go out, and it's like the candle's alive. The bad guy like makes some noise, and the candle like extinguishes. I was like, God dang it. <laughs> you left me. <laughs> now I'm in the dark with this thing. So that's fun. I'm very excited for this. I cool. abs- I adore Eddie Murphy's version. Okay. But I think that's going to be more kitty and this is going to be a little bit a little more, more adult. A little more adult. So I really, okay. I'm hoping that they're so different. It's going to be like a whole different movie for me. I'm sure it will be. So, and it seems like like before Eddie Murphy has his family that moves into it, which this one is a family moving in. But it seems like they're calling in experts to help solve this mystery of why it's so haunted. So it's a little different take on it. Right. Which I'm very excited for. Cool. So I'm going this week to see it. And I can't wait. Yep. You and Jess going to see that? We are. I got a hot date. <laughs> there you go. Cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's fun. I'll, I'll see it eventually, I'm sure. Okay, let's move on. Moving on. Uh, so, as we talked about in our intro and everything, you know, one of the things that we love to do the Geeking Squad podcast specifically for is we love to take from the things that you guys mm-hmm. post in the in the squad yourself. You post memes and polls and all sorts and just general questions about stuff and everything. Well, somebody uh, posted and I don't remember who posted it. Do you? I do not. I apologize because <laughs> it was a while ago, but somebody posted in the squad one of those meme poll kind of things. And this one was who would you party with 80s edition? And it gave four choices. And the choices were Marty McFly from Back to the Future, David from The Lost Boys, Ferris Bueller from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and John Bender from The Breakfast Club. Now, those were the four choices. So we are going to answer this ourselves. We encourage you to, you know, in the comments and things like that, make sure you put your answers as well. Let us know what your choices are. Um, But Meg, I'm going to put it to you. So out of those four, and if you can't pick any of those four, I will allow you to pick somebody else. Well, I went back and forth on two of them. Okay. I was like, well, this one would be a lot of fun, but this would be really cool to be able to do this. And I had to first, I mean, as hot as David is, I had to cut him out. Okay. Yeah, because that's just kind of deadly. Yeah, deadly. (laughs) And John Bender, I had to cut him out. If I want to hang out with some moody boys, I got you and Matt. Oh. So I I got that already. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So I brought it down to Ferris Bueller and Marty McFly. Yeah, those are more your speed. Yeah. So I love Ferris Bueller because we can go out and party with cars, cool cars, <laughs> play around with some dead people too, apparently. Oh, jeez. And yeah. I don't know, just go out and have a great time and not give a crap about anything. Um, and then there's Marty McFly, who I could travel in time with and see stuff I couldn't possibly have ever seen before. Right. So 
You got to pick one. I mean, that's one. just cool. I love that. I, I got to go Marty McFly. That's who I would have picked for you. Yeah. I would have figured it was going to be Marty McFly. Yeah. That that seems more your your speed, your kind of humor. Yeah, your, going back in time and introducing people to some cool music. And, yeah, going to the 50s. And yeah, I uh, that I'm seems, there. yeah. Ferris Bueller, I could see you hanging with, but I feel like Ferris might be a little bit too rule breaky for you at times or at times at you'd times, be like, probably, yeah, at times yeah. where you're just sort of, yeah, you don't necessarily mind being in the, in the, in the car driving fast with the top down thing, you know, but some of the other things I think you'd be like, eh, you know, this is, this is pretty yeah. risky. Yeah. I'm, you know? not, I'm not okay with this. Let's yeah. do something else. But um, what about you? For me, I don't know. I guess it's funny because it's sort of the opposite for me. I'm more drawn towards David and John Bender. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've nothing. I mean, I like all four of those characters. They're Mm -hmm. all four of these are favorite movies of mine. But in this, I guess this is kind of a basic answer because (laughs) I have to go with John Bender from The Breakfast Club because they're saying, who would you party with? you know, in the eighties, I pretty much did party with John Bender and <laughs> uh, not, not, not that specific character and not that actor. Uh, but I mean, I knew a lot of John Benders and I mean like people that literally acted dress everything just, just like him. That was kind of my crowd, you know, was, was those guys. Uh, so th- it's sort of a given. Okay. That's, I did not expect that. Yeah, that's sort of a given. Um, you know, David from the Lost Boys. Lost Boys were really cool. I went through a phase back in when that movie came out, 87, 88. Oh, man, I thought that was the coolest movie on the planet. Absolutely. It's a great movie. You know, and I mean, it was all these long-haired vampire dudes, mm-hmm. you know, with with leather trench coats and, you know, listening to hard rock and stuff. And it was like, well, okay, <laughs> you know, this is my <laughs> crowd. I don't know. I'm, I'm squeamish about blood. You know, I, I don't really like blood. Don't really have any urge to drink people's blood. And I really don't have any urge to be immortal. So that sort of ruins it. If the Lost Boys, if they were just like a bunch of dudes, you know, hanging out, then that would probably be It was like Peter Pan's Lost Boys. Yeah, if they were a little bit more like that. But these like vampire guys, eh, no, I can't do it. Yeah, so for me, it would be John Bender. If I had to pick a second choice, if for some reason like Bender you know, took off or something, uh, would be Ferris Bueller. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ferris Bueller, you know, cause I, I, some of that crap too. Huh? The some of the stuff he did too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. You know, Ferris Bueller is, uh, you know, that it, that depicts high school at a very specific time in the eighties. And that was, that was my time. That was when I was in high school. So I can relate to so much of it. Plus, uh, Ferris's girlfriend, uh, was, super hot Mia Sarah was one of my favorite actresses because she was in this she was in Legend which is another favorite movie of mine I I loved Mia Sarah so that's another bonus plus uh, Cameron is hilarious (laughs) (laughs) I still on a regular basis quote Cameron lines from that movie and everything so yeah that would that would probably be I'm somewhere right in between Ferris and John Bender that's kind of I think that sort of suits me. That would be my choices. Um, is there anybody real quick you could think of off the top of your head that you would you would put that wasn't on the list? Not that I could think of at the moment. Yeah, not really 80s. If it was like 70s, I could see you being like, well, I want to hang out with Danny Zuko. Or something right. Like that, <laughs> That's you know? what I was thinking. It's like, 
Greece or right? Oh no, I I know. No, I I think I have the answer for you. Oh, Indiana Jones. No, eighties. Yeah, that is eighties. But I think they were looking at this is supposed to be more like. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Leave it to you. You would hang out with like the forty-year-old professor guy in the. It's 80s. on going looking for buried treasure and stuff in all these yeah. cool exotic locations. Heck yeah, I am. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I think this is supposed to be more like if you were like a. 18 year old back then what other teenager would you but i know who it would be who's that it would be johnny from dirty dancing he's not a teenager that's a full-grown man i don't think he was supposed to be a full-grown man i think he's supposed to be in his 20s i think maybe at most he's supposed to be like 20 I, I think the problem that. was he was Patrick Swayze was a grown ass man. <laughs> but no, there's no way he wasn't supposed to be that How young. How's he going to be a professional dancer and all of that? Oh, no. At 20? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially back then and everything. No. I mean, Baby was only supposed to be like 16, if that. I don't know. I think he's supposed to be up in his early 20s. I, yeah, I think you're wrong. I don't think he's supposed to be quite that old. All right, we're going to have to Google this. Anybody yeah, know? We'll have to set us straight. Yeah, exactly. I Put, thought he's like 24. No way. Can you do you really think her dad would have at the end? He didn't want him anyway. But he certainly wouldn't have allowed it at the end there and been like, sure, you can hang with my you know, daughter that's he going into junior in high school. That's how love works. Shit. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty five years old. He <laughs> ain't proven shit in that regard. Yeah, I, I I think you're wrong there. But anybody, if you know, post in the comments and let us know exactly how old was the Johnny character in Dirty Dancing supposed to be? Because I think he was only supposed to be like 20 years old. Yeah. You know, I never I never got that from watching. Okay. It. Anyway, all right. So moving on, we are moving on to something that I'm sure a lot of people are excited about or at least intrigued about i'm i'm both and i'm also extremely apprehensive about for several (laughs) reasons Mm -hmm. and that is the announcement that october 13th we will be receiving a new movie known as the exorcist believer and it is a sequel it is meant as a sequel to the original exorcist movie I can't believe you even watched this. Oh, man. Yeah. So here's the thing. Again, for people, some of you that listened to us in the past, you'll know what the deal is here. But others, if you don't know. So I have the ultimate love-hate with The Exorcist. (laughs) I think it's one of the most brilliant movies ever made. I think that everything about that movie is perfect. It's an it's it's a per as some people say, like, you know how some people say, like, describe a perfect TV show or what's a perfect movie or a perfect record or you know what I mean? Something mm-hmm. like that, where there's just like nothing you would change, nothing that could have been done better. This is a perfect movie. It's so sublime. It's so well done, which is why it was so effective in utterly scaring the living shit out of everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there's some people that are going to say like, oh, that movie never scared me. Okay, cool. For a lot of people out there, it's considered one of the most scary movies of all time. For some people, they still say it's the most scary movie. And a lot of it has to do with just 
all of the pieces coming together. It's the it's the way they use silence. It's the way they mm-hmm. they pace things in there. It's just the overall the way they frame everything. The way they frame yeah. it. The 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 acting is incredible in that movie. The writing is incredible. The music, the score, the, the music. Oh God, ah yeah. See, yeah. even just thinking about all of it now in my head, I'm getting creeped out. So the problem is, is I love this movie. Like I think it's brilliant. I've watched it dozens and dozens of times. I've I've probably it wouldn't be a stretch to say I've seen this movie like 150 times or more you know Mm -hmm. at least the other problem i have is is that this movie terrifies the shit out of me (laughs) to the point where like i can't i I can't watch it now like it didn't bother me as much when i was 13 years old as it does now and you know as a full-grown middle-aged man like it this movie gets in my head really bad and I, st- I still have nightmares about it on the regular. I-, I can't even look at Linda Blair's face, especially when she's in the possessed form and everything. Like, ah, ah, I literally see that face every everywhere I go. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> there's some kind of weird mental thing with me with that movie. Um, but I have to admit. I am. I've seen every sequel they've ever done. I saw the horrible Exorcist to the Heretic. I I guess it wasn't horrible, but it was it was a letdown in comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Exorcist three is a brilliant movie. Really, really good movie. Very different tone, and um, it's more like a satanic murder mystery kind of thing. Oh, I don't okay. know. It's interesting. It's a it's a different vibe. Very dark. R- really well done movie, but it's not. It's it's very different from the first Exorcist. And then they came out with all those like prequel ones where it was like showing like Father Marin when he was younger, when he first encountered Pazuzu on his on his uh, expeditions over in Africa and where or in the desert or wherever he was. And they're all good to different levels. So this Exorcist believer, what makes this interesting is that for those that have seen the trailers and the pictures and stuff, you know that once again, it deals with a girl being possessed. Actually, it deals with two girls being possessed mm-hmm. that are like best friends. And and it's it, that part of it is very interesting, the way they're doing this and the way it they kind of almost act as one entity. And it's, oh, that's it's, cool and creepy. It is. It is very cool and creepy. The premise of it is that the the father of the one girl, I guess, reaches out to Ellen Burstyn's character, which was Reagan McNeil's mother in the first movie. Uh, she's apparently she's gone on to write books about her experience with it when, you know, when her daughter was younger and all that kind of stuff. So somebody reaches out to her to say, Hey, look, you're like the only person that seems to get it. A doctor, just like in the first movie, doctors think it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the priests think it's bullshit. They won't, they won't deal with it. You seem to understand and everything. So Ellen Burstyn's actually in it as Miss, Miss McNeil. And she comes into it and she's like giving them advice on here's what to do and not do and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I've watched the trailer and there are aspects of it that watching the trailer, I was like, oh, that's kind of corny. You know, like there's certain things that I'm just like, oh, that that seems like it's trying too hard, you know, oh, to no. kind of corny, typical horror movie stuff. But then there was other stuff in the trailer that I was like, ah, yeesh, okay, that's going to fuck with me. I am uh, eager, but hesitantly eager for this now the downside of this is that apparently they've shown this movie to test audiences and from what i've seen feedback on the test showings was not good 
Oh. A lot of people, I guess, were saying that this was a letdown. It was a bummer and everything. I was doing some research and watching other YouTube channels and listening to what bloggers and different people were saying and their thoughts about the movie and all this stuff. And I'm seeing a lot of negativity. And there's some of it that I agree with. This is one of those movies that I think it's very, very, very hard to follow up. It's very hard to, nowadays to make something that's going to capture that lightning in a bottle again. You know what I mean? That, that they got with it. I think that there's, even if they try to do stuff like they did in the first movie, it's not going to translate the same way no. now in 2023 compared to 1973. So I think that's really tricky. I don't necessarily know that anybody wanted a sequel. You know what I mean? I don't think there was a lot of people that were like, you know what we really need is another sequel to The Exorcist. I, I, I don't know. But I do think it's sort of uh, disconcerting that a lot of people are really shitting all over this movie because this is what everybody does nowadays. Mm -hmm. They're shitting all over this movie and they haven't even seen it yet. You know, and I think that's a bummer. And I'm sick of them doing that. They've been doing that to everything lately. They've been doing that to everything. Doing it for years since we've been doing this podcast. How many times have we said, yeah, but, oh, people but have been bagging this movie. We thought it was great. And but it's getting worse. Like, I had hoped this was going to be a trend that would chill, but it's actually getting worse. There, it's It's just the thing now for people to just shit all over things with minimal or no information on it. And so it's like these movies are, and or these shows or whatever are like doomed. They're doomed to fail because there's so much negativity towards it. And I, I'm going to go into this with, even though, like I said, there's, there's things about it and there's things I saw in the trailer that I was like, I don't know about that, but I'm going to go into it with an open mind. I do want to go see it when it comes out in the theater I think I will feel safer <laughs> being <laughs> with a in a theater people. with a bunch of people. I went and saw The Exorcist when they re-released it back in the late 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick and I went and saw it, my best buddy Nick, and I went and saw it at the theater back in 97, 98, whatever it was. And it it helped being there with him, and especially because, you know, we, of course, we were laughing about things, you know, because that's where jokers... You two can't take anything seriously. No, no, exactly. But even that being said, we were both still sitting there going, oh, <laughs> like, because that was when they added new scenes to The Exorcist oh, and stuff. Okay. So that it was a little that different. was when they added in the spider walk scene down uh, the stairs. Okay. Nope, yeah, yeah. Mm -mm. So I saw that for the first time mm -hmm. in the theater, and I was like, "Oh, dude, yeah." Nick and I, Nick and I looked at each other, and we were like, "Dude," <laughs> like, I could see Nick like crawling over the back of the seat. Yeah, Nick was just reaction. yeah. Nick was just like Jesus, man. Like we <laughs> thought it was cool, but we were just like, man, that's 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 messed up you know like so yeah i i'm i'd like to know from the people out there are you interested in seeing the exorcist believer or are you pretty much automatically doing like the now nah, i'm gonna pass thing are you willing to at least give it a uh, a shot because my overall thought right now just based on what i've seen what little information i have is this i have a feeling it's going to be a decent movie that is probably going to not do as well as it could have because they insisted on making it 
attached to the exorcist. Whereas had this just been, and I understand they had to do that if they're bringing Ellen Burstyn's character back and all right. that, you got to make it the exorcist. But I feel like had they not done this basic concept and had it kind of be like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like, Hey, what does this remind you of? But it's not necessarily the exorcist. It would have done better. I think it might've done better, hmm. but I think that there's a lot of people that are just automatically going to be like, Nope, this doesn't measure up. You know, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's like people that like don't want to go see the Eagles now because it doesn't have all the it doesn't have Glenn Fry and Randy Meisner and all them in it. And they're and it's like, no, you're missing out because it's, it's a phenomenal show. Right. It's like it's like, no, dude, like the Eagles are fucking legit. Like it was they're really good now. And people are like, yeah, but it's not the Eagles, you know, like they shouldn't be called the Eagles because it's only like, you know, half of them or whatever, you know, or two of them or whatever it is. It's that kind of mentality with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to affect this movie, unfortunately. But we'll see. If I if and when I go see it, I will definitely be talking about it again on here. So, okay. all right, enough of talking about that because I'm sure I'm going to have nightmares about it again tonight because that's what I do. Let's move on to something cool, cool, and something that we are both excited about. Yes, we might be talking in depth about this one. Yeah, we, yeah, in yeah, when it comes out, mm-hmm. what are we what are we talking about? We're talking about Star Wars Ahsoka. Yes, aka. <laughs> Rebels Rebel series, Wars. yeah, yeah Rebels, Rebels series five, yeah. Oh, can't wait. Yeah, so can't we're both wait. fans of Star Wars Rebels. Yes. And when that show came out, like I, we both kind of were like, eh, yeah. yeah, you know, like okay, cool, but we weren't that interested in it. I thought the Clone Wars was good. I appreciate it more now. I've gone back and watched it. Uh, retrospectively I've gone back and watched it and I like the Clone Wars a lot more now than when it first came out because I was just not that interested in Anakin you know I was mm-hmm. like eh I was too jaded by things from the the, pre- the prequel movies and stuff <laughs> um, and everything but I've come I've since come to appreciate the Anakin character much more I've even come to appreciate Hayden Christensen much more and and everything like you know I I I don't think he and and the character and stuff was the problem. There was other problems with that. Yes. They rectified a lot of that with Clone Wars and they definitely made it awesome with the stories and the characters they came up with for Rebels. Rebels, again, it's because it's animated. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, it took a while. It's, it's a weird animation. I don't know what style you would call that. But it it's, took it's a its minute to style. adjust to that. Right. Yeah, it's its own style. But once style. you did, you didn't even notice it anymore. It's, it's, I absolutely adore this series. Yeah, it's really good. It's got great characters. Sabine Wren. Lover. Ezra Bridger. Uh, Zeb. Yay. You know, Hera. Chopper. And Chopper. <laughs> and then, of course, the Master Jedi, Kanan Jarrus. Yes. And, and all of them. So, I, I, everybody's coming back other than Kanan. Um. And I won't explain why, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, they're all coming back in this because uh, that the Rebel series was a cliffhanger. It it left us hanging. Like, well, what's going on? What's going on with Ezra Bridger? What's going on with Grand Admiral Thrawn and all that? Mm-hmm. And we heard Ahsoka mention Thrawn when she faced off against uh, Elsbeth in um, the Mandalorian. In the Mandalorian and stuff, and that was our first hint. Like, ooh, what it's like, this? wait a minute. She's, oh, she's still looking for Thrawn. Like, cause that was what happened in Rebels and stuff. And yep, sure enough, uh, Filoni, he didn't say it for the longest time, but now he's basically come out and he's like, yeah, it, this is essentially season five of Rebels. It's yes. just live action, which is awesome. And everything I've seen, the trailers I've seen and stuff, I'm like, oh, this is 
awesome. Yes. I cannot wait. They cast it really well. Mm-hmm. They even it, kept Lars Mikkelsen. Yeah, I was going to say, as Grand Amorthon. Which is really important because I feel like he's the one character from that whole show, except maybe Zeb, who I think was really important too. I, I think Zeb and Thrawn... I love the fact that they're keeping those same actors who voiced those characters it's because they're unique voices, right? And the, their delivery and mm-hmm. the, everything—it's like, yeah. Can, I mean, can you imagine Zeb not sounding and being like Zeb? No. That wouldn't be right. No, right? Exactly. That'd be weird. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure that Filoni's got to be doing Chopper's voice I again. Hope so I can't wait for that little asshole. I <laughs> yeah. love him. Yeah, you do love Chopper. <laughs> yeah, we're really looking forward to this. So it stars, of course, Rosario Dawson. And mm-hmm. she comes back as Ahsoka Tano. Uh, they started filming. They've been filming this for a while. And this has been so, which is good to me. I'm glad that it sounds like they really took their time and that they're going to do it well. This isn't because some of some of the things they've done lately that Disney Plus has done lately. People have kind of accused them of like, yeah, this feels a little some of rushed. these things have been a little rushed and phoned in and stuff, but everything I'm seeing so far does not seem like that's going to be the case with this. Elspeth uh, comes back and everything. Yes. We've got yes, we've got yes. the Inquisitors coming back. We've from Rebels like and and from uh, Obi Wan and the Obi Wan series, all that stuff. So yeah, there's going to be eight episodes, and it premieres on August 23rd of 2023. And um, our goal is that we're going to try and cover the whole series we're gonna try to cover all eight episodes we'll we'll figure out how (laughs) if we can do it every week i mean we did it we did it pretty good when we did the last season of picard yep we pulled it off we can do it yeah, I just think, you're going to be out of town part of it, so that's going to yeah, screw it up. Yeah, yeah. So we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll but, get some. Maybe you know. Maybe another thing we want to do is start getting maybe some, some guest hosts, guest people in here. Yes. You know, that like to talk about Star Wars. Eric Kiki, I'm speaking to you. If you're listening, buddy, we mm-hmm. might get you on here. Uh, other people. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what Matt's doing if he's available. You yep. never know. But um, yeah, I have been listening to the Thrawn series. Oh, books. have you? I have. Oh. Cool. I'm almost done with the first book. Okay. It's whatever this new series is. Right. And it's supposed to go along with this. And it kind of oh, tells this new, the, okay. okay. like how Thrawn became part of the Empire. Yeah, this is more like a And how he kind up to the, yeah, the ranks and ha- basically how Thrawn is the way he is. Okay. How did he become Thrawn? What drives him? What's his thought processes and stuff? Because it's really cool. It's like he's talking and then you can kind of hear it in his head. Like, oh, his thought process, his thoughts, and how he's reading this person's body language, and, and he's their really tone good at and that. stuff like that. Yeah, and it sounds just like Lars. No kidding. So if it, it's not him, it's somebody can replicate it very well. Wow. But it's very well done. It's very interesting because it has like the when they have the battles and stuff like that. You hear shooting. Oh wow! And there's kind of like constant like drone in the background, like you're on a ship. And so it's almost like a teleplay. Yeah, like a, like a radio, yes, it is because like radio like, drama. Even when nice. it gets to like. Um, intense parts like the narrator like speeds up his and gets louder and it's it's very interesting. Oh, that's I'm awesome. really enjoying it. So yeah, I'm, and I'm, I don't know anything, so that's going to be great because then you know, in case we you're going to be providing like the background on that. So yep, that's so awesome. I am prepping for Ahsoka. <laughs> Good. 
good. Yeah, uh, we're we're very eagerly looking forward to this. Um, I have one last thing I want to talk about before we move into our next section. All uh, right. I know our what's shaking bacon is always so long, but there's <laughs> you know first time back we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, <clears throat> I'll keep this kind of short, but it was interesting that normally, normally what we would have done on an episode like this, especially given the time frame, is we would have been talking about all kinds of stuff that had been announced and shown and, you know, surprised people with at San Diego Comic-Con 2023. However, because of the the uh, the SAG, SAG strike. strike and everything, they really didn't do much this year. They they weren't allowed. There wasn't there was uh, pretty much no trailers shown and you know uh, can't promote anything right panels now. and all that stuff. Yeah, and I get it and I I understand. You know, <laughs> I'm not I'm not complaining about it. But it's just interesting for the first time in years to be like, oh wow, well there's not a whole lot to talk about. There is some really cool news that was coming out regarding um, comic book stuff and everything, which I. I think I'm going to talk a little bit about in the next episode, but it was just interesting because you had people like uh, veteran comic book genius, Jim Lee came out and said, yeah, you know, finally at long last San Diego comic con belongs to comic books again. You know, <laughs> it was like, unfortunately, Jim, I don't think it's going to stay that way. Once they, uh, once they resolve this, hopefully they resolve this, they're going to be back with a vengeance, but it, it is kind of a shame. I, I miss how it's gotten away so much from comic books. I mean, yeah, okay. I know they focus on comic book related movies and cartoons and things like that, but yeah, you know, comic books themselves, the actual media of comic books just doesn't doesn't garner that much attention and interest anymore. This isn't uh, this isn't the 1990s. This isn't Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane and all them guys like you know prime time like it used to be. So it might come back. Everything is coming back from the 90s, especially. So we'll see. I I've hoped that comic books were going to make some sort of comeback in the way that like vinyl did. Right. You know, and it, it could still possibly happen. I'm a little more skeptical about. About that, I think part of that is there's well that that could be a whole episode unto itself, so I can't really get into it here. But I think there's various reasons why I think that's going to be a tough, tough act to uh, get going there. But anyway, so yeah, if anybody's like, well, how come you're not talking about you know SDCC 2023? It's like, well, because there really wasn't that much pertinent to talk about although i do have a couple of things and there's some uh there was some toy stuff and everything that was announced and shown and everything some things i already ordered (laughs) boy but yeah some of this stuff with like the comics and the toys are things that i'm going to touch on in the future especially once i get my hands on some of these things so uh i won't be we're not going to be ignoring comic-con 2023 completely but it is it's gonna come later and it's due time and everything i think on that note let's just take a breather we've got a little word from our sponsor here yes and then we will be back with some uh with some real talk for y'all so here we go you're listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. 
Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Squad Talk. I don't know who <laughs> so that, serious. that creep is. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, we are back with some squad talk. And this is where we talk about geeky related topics that are going on in like current events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we've got something that's been going on. It just happened in the last week or so. And uh, what is that, Meg? It is... The government talking about UAP sightings and um, now, doing away with the stigma that goes along with that. So this is probably as political as we will go, are going to ever be on this show. Yeah, and it's still not really political. <laughs> yeah, we're going to not go that far into it. But I mean, it deals with the government and stuff like that, but doesn't really deal with politics per se. Um, yeah, for people that don't know, I'm sure most of you do, a UAP is essentially the new terminology for a ufo yes ufo has had a stigma as you said attached to it where people automatically think of little green aliens and Mm -hmm. you know you saw and you're you know you're out there saying you saw everything and you swear up and down and have all these details then you must be a loony right and so they changed it at some point back to not be ufo but a uap which essentially is saying that you know it's like unidentified aerial projectile or yeah, something it's not like even that. aerial because they wanted it to include like water too. that's right that's true yeah I forget what the a word is yeah, but i'll tell you what the a word is <laughs> we've done a whole episode in the past and if you're interested in checking that out it is in our uh, library there mm-hmm. uh, on youtube and on spotify and elsewhere if you want to hear us talk about it but we've talked quite a bit in the past about all of this stuff about aliens and alien conspiracies and theories and uh you know back it was pre again pre-covid we had the big reveal you could say of all of a sudden we found out about a lot of footage that was i i guess it wasn't a big reveal but it just sort of got all called together and it was some attention was brought towards it of like footage of these uaps that navy and air force uh personnel had taken record of through mm-hmm. through cameras and things like that and uh it, it got leaked out to the public where where we could all see it and people basically uh i, I think the government kind of had their hand forced of having to answer for this of right being, being like well what is this because from our, from the looks of it this doesn't look like technology that any of us are familiar with so this either means it's it's from it's extraterrestrial right or if it's not extraterrestrial then who terrestrial is making this technology who's got control of it because it's some pretty serious shit yeah either way we need more information we need more we answers. need to understand and congress is at the point now where they're sort of like hey we want to know like we need to know because we're the ones that have to answer to the public and we we're the ones that are trying to keep track of where the funds are going for things like who's who's funding the, you know any of this stuff why are things being just 
under rug swept. You know what I mean? Like, why is that? Why does this keep happening like this? Why? What? You know? Why do people say their 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 careers and their families are being ruined for coming out and being whistleblowers? And yeah, like that's that's not what we do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now there's, there's that one guy and he was actually, so they, well, let me, before I get ahead of myself. So they just had, uh, back on, what was this? Like on the 26th of July, something like that, the end of July here. So just a few days ago, they had some hearings before, uh, before panel and everything, um, where some people had stepped up and answered questions about what they knew and, things like what you were just saying, like about being asked questions by congressmen and women about, you know, is it true that people are kind of encouraged or even threatened to not come forward and talk about this stuff? And is there more than we've been told about, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, uh, it's pretty interesting. Some of the stuff that came out, um, one of the people who was in attendance, I don't believe he was, he wasn't asked to speak because he's, a little, he's a little nutty, but, um, <laughs> was a uh, documentary film director, Jeremy Corbell, <clears throat> but he, he came out and he's, he was there. Of course he, he attended it and he said that he felt it was like a pretty historic day. Um, that, that this was happening. Uh, I, they had for the main guy that talked that at least I saw was former military official, David Grush. Is that how you pronounce it? Sure. <laughs> You're like, whatever we're going with Grush. I think it's Grush, uh, David Grush. And he, t- he testified in front of Congress about what he knew about UFO sightings. Um, Grush is basically, he, I, to, to put it point bluntly, he's a former military intelligence officer that now is, essentially this sounds like a a nasty term and to Mm -hmm. some people it is he's a whistleblower um but he told the house lawmakers that they're being kept in the dark about uaps which okay i got anomalous there yeah anomalous that's the word yeah unidentified anomalous phenomena he's saying that executive branch agencies have withheld information about these objects for years uh grush was uh an intelligence officer in the Air Force for 14 years and as well as a National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. And so he was called to appear before the House Oversight Committee to, alongside two other former fighter pilots mm-hmm. who actually had firsthand experience with seeing and filming and everything these UAPs. Right. I mean, we've talked about all of this before and everything, you know, about we've, we, we're not going to, we have, we've even talked about these videos. Yeah. We've talked about this with the infamous Tic Tac. Yeah. They call the Tic Tac cause it looks like a flying Tic Tac grown Tic Tac thing <laughs> and the way it could just stop in midair, you know, it's flying at like hundreds of miles an hour and then just stop mm-hmm. immediately just stop and then like change course. It's like, we have no technology that can do that, that can do that, that we know of. And so the question is, it's like, well, if we do have that technology, why is that being kept secret? What, you know, who's paying for that kind of tech? Because that kind of technology would have to cost billions of dollars. If not more. If not more. Yeah. To develop and everything. And it's Congress's job to be like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Where is that coming from? You know, mm-hmm. who's, who's funding that? So this isn't just all simply about people like looking for little green men. It's, it's about like, hey, look. It's security. Right. It's just national security, basically. Right. It's an overall question about security. And people not being stigmatized, trying to come forward. Because even like they kept asking Grush as these questions. He's like, I can't reveal that publicly. I can't reveal that publicly. So they're like having these committees 
in private just so they can get the information. But I then heard that even then, when he was trying to go and talk to some of these uh, Congress people, like in private, to have like a private session with them and everything, mm-hmm. even then there was like obstruction going on where they were trying to like prevent there was I don't know who or how or whatever but there was like things like stepping up to sort of like prevent that oh, like wow r- right what's up dudes that's, well, that's even more skink or skinky <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for <laughs> it's more sneaky and yeah shady yeah <laughs> this still brings me back to something that we've debated about and uh, it's every time this comes up and I think you and I are of different minds on this and it's like People like uh, this uh, this filmmaker guy, this Jeremy Corbell, you know, his whole thing is that public deserves to know. They need to know. They have to know the answers to this and all this stuff. I mean, I, man, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it would be cool to know. For some of us, for a lot of us, it would be really cool to know. And I think on certain levels, it's important to know. But I firmly believe I'm one of those people the government likes, you know, <laughs> what is like, oh, that's a good citizen. But I don't know doesn't kill me. Well, I'm one of those people that thinks that we it's better when the public doesn't know everything. I think we don't need to know everything. I don't, you know, even Congress and stuff. Maybe maybe I'm too like, you know, I'm too Mission impossible or something like that. But I just sort of believe that there's times when there needs to be some things that are kept under wraps, you know, because it's for the good of national security and overall safety. I mean, again, so this is something we could talk about and I'm, I'm not getting I'm not going to get into politics, but I'll just kind of address something generally, because since the last time we talked about this, a lot of things have happened <laughs> in the world, whether mm-hmm. it was covid election things, just different things that have happened in society, um, protests, various Mm -hmm. things like that. We've seen over the last three years just how incredibly fragile society is. Like there is a fragility there that I think people didn't know and to a certain degree still aren't completely aware of. Right. And I think to suddenly go and prove to people in this world that it's like, guess what? We are definitively not the only beings in the universe. And not only are we not the only beings, they've been here, you know, they may be here now. And there's all this like stuff like that's going to change a lot of things and not necessarily for the better. Like, I don't think that it's automatically just going to like, I don't, I think there is a lot of people who this is going to turn the world upside down for them. And I don't think the way they react to it is going to be a good thing. Do you catch my meaning? I do. Okay. What's your thoughts on it? But kind of on the same token as everything that we've been through Mm -hmm. and the way people have reacted to everything, when they definitively say, yes, there are aliens, they are here, we have them, we have the crafts, we have talk to them they could be here with us right now people are not going to believe it well that's true too they will not believe it even though you have all the proof (laughs) because we've seen it again and again and again already well that's true (laughs) so yeah and i I don't know i just don't know if it's going to impact as much as it would have before all this happened the past three years uh maybe 
I mean, there will be people that will go off the deep end and have create all these cults and have people follow them. And right. Of course there'll be that too. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of that. I mean, this, this brings up a lot of questions. Well, I mean, cause like, look, here's, here's the thing. So getting back to, to Grush for a minute, you know, he served on two uh, task forces that the Pentagon had created uh, recently uh, investigating these UAPs. And he was, he was a part of that until early 2023. And he was telling Congress that he was informed of, and I'm quoting here, a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program, unquote. Now, this man, you know, Grush could be lying. I mean, there's always that joy, you know, that that uh, chance, I should say, that he could be full of shit or he may not be lying. But the people he's talking to could yeah, be because he has never actually seen it. These are all interviews, like 40 different interviews right. That he's done. Right. That he's just taking second hand and going to Congress with. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I think that Grush, I, I feel like at the very least, I think he is a man with integrity. Now, whether the people, again, that he's talking to are. I don't, don't know because he won't he hasn't been able to give the information right. who he's talking to. Right. But this is what he was told. Yeah. A multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program, which does add up with things that people like Bob Lazar mm-hmm. has told us in the past and everything. And Gruce said that he was denied access to those pra- programs when he requested it. And he accused the military of misappropriating funds. So to, to shield them. Mm-hmm. So this gets into the whole thing I was saying about about Congress being like, oh, who's paying for this? Like, yeah, because that sucks, too. You know, like we even if I'm like, OK, maybe they should keep this under wraps. If there's money that the Congress believes is going to this, that and the other thing, like other things that money needs to go to, you know, who knows what it could be. It could be to, you know, <laughs> helping people, yeah, you know, homelessness. And yeah, it could be to all kinds of things. And it's, and-, and it's being diverted over to this hiding this uh, crash retrieval and reverse engineering program thing. That's that's not cool. Right. Anyway, he, he also said that he interviewed officials. I don't know who these officials are, but these officials had direct knowledge of aircraft with non-human origins that and so-called biologics were reco- recovered from some craft. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did watch it when they were questioning him about the biologics and they said, so this was non-human. And he said, yeah, you know, that's what I was told that this was not human biologics. And it's like, wow, that's a, uh, that's a big deal. And that's the kind of stuff that like Corbell was saying. That's why he was saying that it was so historic because he believes that again, and I'm quoting Corbell here that he, that this would change the fabric of our understanding of what it means to be human and see, that's the kind of thing. I mean, like when you start rocking people to their core like that, that's dangerous. I'm genuinely nervous about what's going to happen when, because it's going to come out at some point, uh, you know, a definitively come out. I'm genuinely nervous about what's going to happen when people find out about this kind of stuff. I mean... Back in 1939, people panicked because they heard Orson Welles talking about War of the World. <laughs> now, granted, it was people that were supposedly the aliens were attacking. And, you know, yeah. you know, it's still the same premise. It's still the idea that people, I think, are going to panic. There's, there's going to be some panic. There's going to be people that are going to be stoked, but there's going to be a lot of panicked people, and we're going to see some, uh, we're going to see some real wacky 
behavior happens. So it's going to be Independence Day. Yeah, you mean like the movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could be. It could be like that. There's just a lot of questions. I mean, I'm even like, okay, what if part of the reason why aliens have been so quiet, so to speak, you know, they haven't revealed themselves like they do ultimately in, you know, Independence Day and invade. Maybe part of it is because they know it's all. We're not ready. We're primitive species. They got their own prime directives. Right. And it's all under wraps. And then all of a sudden, if they're like, oh shit, they know about us. Well, now we have to go to plan next stage of the plan. And who knows what that could be? (laughs) Yes. I would love it if they were like Vulcans and they were peaceful. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, now we'll. But they could be Klingons. But they could be. Or Romulans. Or or Borg. Or Borg. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Borg wouldn't have taken their time to get to know us. They might. Might have. I don't think so. No, well, we're also talking about fictional characters. <laughs> <laughs> the Daleks. Yeah, the Daleks, <laughs> right, exactly. But the point is, is we don't know, you know, there could be some sort of treaties that certain people that are in power, you know, the highest up, whatever, might have with these beings to be able to uh, keep the peace. I mean, there's so many possibilities there. I mean, I could, we could write a whole slew of, you know, conspiracy theories about it and there's no point because that's all they are is just a bunch of silly conspiracy theories but the point of the matter is is unlike people like our friend Vito who's like I want to know like fucking let it out there man if there's in like I want to know all of it I'm more cautious and I'm more like I'm not so sure we're ready I I want to know when I think it's the right time for us to know let's put it that way okay so I'm not totally like bummed that they've been keeping it quiet i think they have their reasons yeah, and i guess i'm in the middle or i'm like eh, if whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen what am i gonna do to stop it yeah. i get to witness it i suppose <laughs> i suppose so but anyway i got a basement to hide in <laughs> yeah that's that's gonna go far <laughs> You get to throw a board at it like you guys did at me when you thought yes. when you thought I was an alien carrying my my Simon light up game, <laughs> hitting me in the leg with that. That thing hit me hard too. Well, I threw it hard. Yeah, you t- <laughs> man, you really clocked me in the shin with that, man. But something tells me these aliens may be a little bit tougher to take out than I was. You know. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But anyway. All right, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, we'll move on. But I just want to say, so folks, what, again, we encourage you, any of your opinions you have about this, you know, what do you think about this whole situation with Congress looking more into the uh, UAPs, the UFOs, and these whistleblowers and stuff stepping up? I want to know your thoughts on it. Like, let us know what you think, because I know there's people that have to have some thoughts or maybe even some insights i know we got one guy even if he has insights he ain't telling us i know he's not gonna <laughs> right jason gonna, he's he's like i ain't telling you guys shit i'm not stupid you, you knuckleheads i can't trust you with nothing <laughs> nope. but anyway um so we're gonna move on to something this is a new this segment is new i'm excited to do this for like Eight years. Yes. Yeah, so it's 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 new to us, but it's not a it's new thing. It's been around. Yes. Yeah. It's been around. So if people watch, used to watch Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. and everything, one of his favorite things to do uh, is, you know, he had all the silly segments is he would do the whole thing with movies described badly and all this stuff. And it's just where people, and it's turned into a meme thing mm-hmm. and other people have talked about it. There's, there's all some, over Reddit and it's everywhere. A big, yeah, subreddit thing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's, there's a whole thing and the whole premise of it is where 
uh, you describe a movie in a way that's actually kind of accurate and a really obtuse, usually humor, you know, humor filled sort of way and everything. And you try to guess what, what movie they're talking about Mm -hmm. based on this really weird description, you know, it's like, so if you were trying to describe, say, you know, Return of the Jedi, instead of saying like, oh, it's a movie about Luke Skywalker and Han Solo trying to bring down the Empire and the and blah, 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 you would say something else like, you know, like a pirate and a snot-nosed kid, you know, <laughs> wreaking havoc, you know, and, and, and trying to bring down an old man on a moon and you know and, all yeah, that, and exactly. something like that so what we're going to do at least for this first episode we're going to challenge each other with i think we've each got a handful of them mm-hmm. and we have not revealed these to each other so this is going to be interesting but we came up with um some movies some movie plots described poorly we'll say poorly described plots that's what i'm calling it it's pdps okay okay Poorly described plots. We're going to throw some poorly described plots and you got to keep them brief. Yes. And everything uh, at each other. And we're going to try to guess and uh, we'll let you at home, if you're listening, you know, try to guess and let us know if you guessed all of these before, mm-hmm. before we reveal the answers and stuff. And what we're going to do in the future is we encourage you guys to send in yours. Yes. To us and let us try to guess it and everything. And we'll mention you by name on the show and everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, George, if you send one in, it'll be like, hey, our buddy George sent in. But for now, we are going to do this. So if you're all ready, we're going to get into our PDPs. All right. Poorly described plots. It's going to go badly. (laughs) It's going to be badly badly as the the description is. (laughs) All right, Meg, why don't you throw me one? Throw you one. All right. Um, All right. Let's start with this one. Uh, talking frog convinces son to kill his dad. <laughs> talking frog convinces son to kill his dad. This sounds like a Robin Williams movie or something. Um, <laughs> hey, talking frog, are you referring to Yoda? <laughs> I might be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this would be, uh, I guess, Empire Strikes Back, probably. Yeah, this start, episode five. Yeah, that's yep. Empire Strikes. <laughs> <laughs> Talking Frog. I saw that. That's I perfect. Could, I, I was cracking up when I saw that one. Yeah, it could be like talking, talking. You know, a frog obsessed with seagulls. Yeah. Stop it now. Do, do, do. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see what you think of this one. Um, and I'm pretty sure I tried not to make this too hard. I tried to pick ones that I know you've seen the movies or you're familiar with. Yeah, vice versa. Okay. Okay, so here's mine. Dude gets ditched by his coworkers and spends a lot of time growing potatoes, listening to ABBA, and trying not to die from sandstorms. The Martian? Yes. <laughs> what, what gave it away? Was it the potatoes? potatoes yep. <laughs> I gave, I figured that was kind of an easier one because we spoofed that one. Yes. You know, with with Vito being being uh, the hate uh, potatoes. Yeah, because he, he hate, in real life Vito hates potatoes, so <laughs> that was pretty That's funny. funny. Okay, so yeah, that was the Martian. All right, so you at home, you get the idea of what we're doing here. So, all right, go okay. ahead. All right. Everyone tries the ice bucket challenge. Everyone tries the ice bucket challenge. That's so wrong. I'm trying to think of what that would be. 
Uh, okay. Um, sorry for the dead air, folks. I'm trying to think about this. Uh, ice, everybody tries the ice bucket challenge. Yeah, that's Instagram. Did they make an Instagram movie? I don't think so. Um, so we're talking ice, icy water. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> are, you, is that, are you talking about, is it supposed to be Titanic? It is. <laughs> That's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is a lot harder when you don't have the meme to look at. To look at, yeah. When you're just having to go simply by the quote. (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's one of your favorite movies, huh? Yeah, I hate that movie. (sighs) That's such a good movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's okay. Anyway, all right, so we'll move on. So here's my next one. Angsty Daydreamer. Spends more time hanging out with hairy weirdos and guys in obscenely tight pants rather than be a good babysitter. Huh. Is it Labyrinth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I thought you might get that one. Yeah. I'm the, trying to take it easy because I the usually. tight pants. Yeah. Because at first I was like, what? <laughs> babysitter. Yeah, so, so that is, yeah. Angsty daydreamer. Spends more time hanging out with hairy weirdos and guys in obscenely tight pants rather than be a good babysitter. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. It is very accurate, yeah. actually. <laughs> but that is that is Jim Henson's Labyrinth movie. Yeah. So I try. Obviously, you know, we all know you're a big fan of Labyrinth. So I'm trying yes. to take it a little easy with you for our first time around. Some of okay. these might be a little harder. We'll see. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, let's do this one. Man with one ball has a hard time getting a ride home. One ball has a hard time getting a ride home. I'm trying to think of a movie where a dude only had one nut. Be a little more literal. I I don't know. He maybe puts a face on a ball. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, um that's um I know what it is. Okay, uh castaway. Yes. <laughs> that's funny. That's a good <laughs> that's a good one. Has a hard time getting a ride home. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. Okay, here's one for you. Ready? Ready. A dead dude and a dog compete for the affection of a grumpy emo teen girl. A dead dude and a dog. Compete for the affection of a grumpy emo teen girl. Nothing? No. Dead dude and a dog mm-hmm. compete for the affection of a grumpy emo teen girl. Beetlejuice? <laughs> Beetlejuice. I just think I don't remember the dog, but... No. Um, a dead guy and a dog. I wonder... Heat for the affection of... I hope there's people at home that are, like, yelling. Girl, they probably are. It's like, come on! A dead dude and a dog. That's... The dog's throwing me. All right. I'm going to give you three seconds. Three? Give me a hint. A uh, hint. Uh, well, the the... the Teen girl, she uh, she just she has one acting style. She plays this character every time. It seems like, in my opinion. Oh, is it Twilight? <laughs> is that what gave it away? Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, who does that? Oh, Kristen Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Twilight. Twilight. Oh. A dead dude, so a vampire and a dog. Yeah, he's, the wolf. He's a wolf. Are competing for the affection. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, that makes perfect sense. Okay, yeah, see, it makes sense once you... <laughs> once we figure it out, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to throw you a harder one. Okay. We'll see how this goes. Okay, so a disturbed boy 
amuses himself by withholding life-changing information from his friends. His new friend. Uh, Read it again. A disturbed boy amuses himself by withholding life-changing information from his new friend. I have no idea. Yeah, this one's kind of hard. Amuses by withholding life-changing information from his new friend. Honest to God, I have no idea. I've, I've, I don't even have a guess. I'll be curious. I, I'd love to know at home if people are like, "Oh, I got that." Like, yeah. Make sure you let us. What? What? Is, okay, just tell me. What is it? Tell you? Yeah. The sixth sense. Oh <laughs> gosh. Oh, okay. That makes sense. He didn't tell Bruce Willis he was dead the whole time when he was talking to him. That makes sixth sense. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah. I see dead people. Duh. I see you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Wow. Okay, that was that was a tough. Yeah, that yeah, was a that good was a hard one. one. So, yeah. All right. What you got for me? Okay, a guy who's been on TV, magazine covers, and in the news talks to people while waiting for a bus, but somehow no one recognizes him and just thinks he's full of shit. Full of shit. That, that seems like a clue. <laughs> mm. I, my initial thought was Superman <laughs> or Spider Man. It's not a superhero thing. Okay. Um, He's been on TV, the news. Read it again. Okay, one more time and then you got five seconds. A guy who's been on TV, magazine covers, and in the news talks to people while waiting for a bus, but somehow no one recognizes him and just thinks he's full of shit. Forrest Gump? That is exactly right. Is it really? Yeah. (laughs) It's the bus part. The box of chocolates, okay. Is that what gave it away is the bus part? I mean, yeah, I was like, what, is it the bus thing? I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, think about it. Because I don't want to get into a whole thing, but it's like that. Think about it, because it's like it's like pretty famous. He's it, this man's been on the cover of like Time and Forbes. He owns supposedly like this very you know well known like you know company, Bubba Gump Shrimp, mm-hmm. and everything. <clears throat> he's been on television. He's you know he's met. Elvis and he met the president and the White House and he mm-hmm. spoke in front of hundreds of people at the at the rally outside the White House right. per, in, and just all these different things. But nobody recognizes him. Nobody sees him. He was supposedly did that cross country thing that inspired, you know, thousands of people and all this kind of stuff. But these people sitting on the, these all these people he ran into on the bus just just had no idea who he was. <laughs> That's a weak plot point, man. <laughs> but. Anyway, That's so yeah, that, very yep. good. You're doing better than me. Oh, all right. All right. Let's try this one. Okay. Okay. A drunk guy keeps losing his transportation. A drunk guy keeps losing his transportation. Uh, who would be a drunk guy? Is it Popeye or some shit? <laughs> um, huh? You're kind of thinking along proper lineage. Okay. Okay. Um, Think a little newer. A little newer than that. Drunk guy. Read it to me again. A drunk guy keeps losing his transportation. Oh, is this like, dude, where's my car? No. Okay. Because I was going to say, I've never seen that. I, I, I don't. Who's famous for getting drunk? Homer Simpson. I, I don't know. An alcoholic. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't know. I really don't know. Pirates of the Caribbean. 
Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, God. <laughs> I, ne- Pearl. <laughs> I never would have thought of that. No. I Pirates never... get drunk all the time. Where's all the no, rum? No, I, I get it now. I get it now. It's, I, yeah, okay. I forgot about that. I've only seen that movie like twice. So. Oh. I mean, it's a great movie, but yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and, yeah, okay. That's, yeah, because he keeps losing the damn pearl. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. And, yeah. Almost. And he's quite drunk. Yep, almost every movie. Wow, man, you were you were doing way better at this than me. I I really thought I was going to do better at this. <laughs> I did too. I thought it was going to be terrible. Oh man! All right. Well, I've only got one more. You got same one more? here. I got one more. Okay, so I've got one more. So here you go. <laughs> and you'll you'll probably get this, but I, this one just made me laugh. So, village girl with Stockholm syndrome talks to the furniture and marries her captor. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, see, this is too easy for you. I thought that was pretty funny. That is funny. Village girl with Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome, syndrome talks to the furniture. Yep. <laughs> True. <laughs> Marries her captor. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. Okay. All right. My last one is yeah. a startup company learns the importance of a proper IT department. <sighs> startup company learns the importance of a pro- um, hmm. war games. Nope. Mm, shit. I thought that might be war games. Startup company. Read it again. A startup company learns the importance of a proper IT department. Um, office space. No. Um, Ever. Should never be done. Inception? No. Um, because it could be done doesn't mean that anybody asked should it be done. Oh, that just gave it away. Yeah. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> you were so busy thinking about whether you could do it, you didn't ask yourself whether, whether you should. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you gave it away. Yeah. I don't know if I would have got that if you didn't give me that oh, clue. No. No. It makes, guy, again, yeah. yeah makes it, total sense once you know it. Totally makes sense now. Very good. Good job. Yeah, those you are picked, good ones. You picked some tough ones for me, and obviously I didn't pick tough enough ones for you. <laughs> I, don't know to, I didn't know if I was ever going to get that Forrest Gump one. No, well, you got it. I did. You did. You got it. <laughs> All right. Well, that. so yeah, that was fun. And again, um, we encourage. Yeah, send us yours so we can do them on the show. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll call you out by name and all that stuff and uh yeah we'll see maybe we'll and then maybe we'll like i don't know well we're developing this maybe we'll come up with something maybe we'll like give out a prize or something at the end of the year to people that come up with the best ones yeah. yeah we'll do something fun like that but all right yeah let's start wrapping it up we're into the home stretch here so here you go what do you suggest all right. What do you suggest? What do I suggest? What do you suggest? What are you suggesting? Okay. Huh? Oh, what are you what boy. are you driving at, Megan? What are you suggesting here? What are you trying to tell these people? <laughs> I mean <laughs> I don't even know what to say to all that. <laughs> <laughs> so no, what no. we are at now is we are at uh our suggestion part portion of the show where we recommend things that we've been digging lately and we think it's worth checking out meg once again i'm throwing the ball in your court why don't you recommend something to these fine people all right i am recommending a new tv show this year that was on paramount plus i believe yep paramount plus okay um had eight episodes 
And it is the new Fatal Attraction. Oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, we had Joshua Jackson. That's really what pulled me into this. I, I adore that man. Okay. Um, he played Dan Gallagher. Had Lizzie Kaplan. Played Alex Forrest. Amanda Peet was in it. Playing uh, Dan Gallagher's wife, Beth. And Alyssa Jarrells. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Was Ellen Gallagher. Okay. Their daughter. Um, and then I'll... Obviously, a whole other supporting cast, but it all surrounded Joshua Jackson's character, Dan. Um, and obviously, you know, he had this illicit affair and everything. But it, instead of like the, the movie Fatal Attraction, where it focuses on that and everything she does to them, and it does do that too, but this more entails telling the story because it, it, it tells it pretty soon. So I'm not giving too much away here that Alex is killed. Okay. okay, which is the mistress, and he goes to jail for it. He like loses everything. He was up for a judgeship, and he loses his wife, and loses contact with his daughter. And this is how the series starts. This is basically how the series starts. Okay, so you're yeah. not spoiling. So I'm not, I'm too not much. spoiling anything here. Um, and so like the end of the first episode, he's like, I didn't, or he he admits to killing or whatever, just so he could get out of jail, and then goes on to pr- try to prove he didn't kill her, and this is what really happened. Okay. So it leads to, you know, going back and forth, you know, to the past, show what happened, really happened, and then to the current present and stating how, you know, like reconnecting with his daughter and the wife is remarried now, Um, but just how he's rebuilding that relationships now and proving his innocence. And I just thought it was, I really enjoyed it. I couldn't stop watching it. And the way I was like, where are they going to go with this? Because this just seems like a one and done thing. Right. But the way they set everything up and had it go, it leaves itself open to future seasons. Okay. I I saw it coming, but I didn't see it coming. Like That's an interesting way to do that. Wrap that up. So... Um, so as of right now, no second season has been confirmed to actually be happening, but they haven't flat out canceled this, the series either. So it okay. could still happen. Just nothing's been announced yet. Gotcha. Um, but it's, yeah, really it's a modern lens of attitudes towards strong women. Um, cause the wife's really strong. The daughter's really strong. Alex Forrest is really strong. Um, it highlights personality disorders cause many people tried helping Alex, mm. Um, get better and all that. Um, she would obviously push them away. Um, and course of control where she tried to to control every situation. She she was so convincing because she would be so, I don't want to say, lovable and down to earth and easy to get to know and talk to and all that. And then she would just flip on a dime. Mm. It, she, she played it very well. Mm. So I, I really enjoyed this series. Cool. And I'm very curious to see how they move forward with this. Okay. Without giving anything away. Yeah. I want to talk more about it no, so badly, but I don't want to give it away. No, so. not when you're recommending for people to watch it. Yep. Go check it out and then, so they'll do a second season. Yeah. Check it out and then go into the Geeking Squad and tell Meg you want to talk to her about yes. it. Maybe you guys can have like a <laughs> private chat. Private chat about it. Yeah. <laughs> where yep. we talk about it or something. There we go. Cool. All right, so that's my suggestion, Fatal Attraction. Okay, and that's on Paramount Plus? Paramount Plus, yes. Okay, cool. All right, what about you? All right, so I'm recommending a movie that I recently saw at the theater. 
And it is the latest installment of Mission Impossible. Ooh, what was that like? It was Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. It's a mouthful there. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really, really good. I admit that I am new, even though this this series has been going on for like 20 years or so. I am new to Mission Impossible. I've seen parts of the movies in the past and stuff, but I'm not well-versed in it. I don't think I saw anything from the last movie um, because this is what the seventh movie in the, in the series and stuff. So I went into this a little blind. I knew some basic stuff about Tom Cruise's character, Ethan Hunt. And I mean, and I used to watch the old mission impossible and I know this is different, but I, I understand the basic premise of right. the, the show and everything. Um, I thought this was a lot of fun. I thought it was really, uh, you know, again, taking it from somebody that I can't weigh it up against. You know, if there's people that are like, oh, it wasn't as good as part five or whatever, or blah, 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 blah. I, I have no experience with that. So I just took this as it was, you know what I mean? Like I'm just good. going to see a, just going to see a good movie. And it was, it was really good. There were, you know, there was a few things that it was like, well, that's a little flimsy and convenient, but those kind of movies always are right you know there's always a lot can't of can't expect realism right suspension of disbelief and stuff there but um it was really good it's really entertaining if you just want that kind of like fast paced like twisty turny like where is this going to go how is you know, oh my gosh you know and there was a couple of little twists in there that I that I was surprised about, like a couple of things where stuff happened to certain characters. That I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't see that coming. You know, I didn't think they'd do that. But yeah, it's a really really good high energy movie. I'm very eager to see. Uh, I believe they filmed part one and part two at the same time. So from my understanding, part two will be out next year. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's really cool. So I don't have to wait too long to see the sequel because the last movie, uh, Fallout, came out in 2018. So it's been five years. Yeah. So thank you, COVID. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But so this next movie is coming out, I believe, next June or July okay. or something like that. Um, yeah. And it's really good. Great cast. It's got, of course, it's got Tom Cruise and then it introduces Haley Atwell in it, you know, uh, uh, Captain Carter, you know. From, oh, okay. And uh, Peggy Carter, you mm -hmm. know. She's in it and plays uh, an important character in the movie and does quite a good job. Um, Ving Rhames is in it again. Simon Pegg's in it. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is in it. She's great. Uh, Pom Clementife's in it. Uh, that Mantis from Guardians of the oh, Galaxy. Oh, okay. She's in it. Yeah, she plays a pretty interesting character interesting. with some interesting twists there. Oh, I won't give anything what away. A twist? With some twists, yeah. Um, really, really good, interesting cast. And again, it's one of those ones that if you've never seen the other movies or even if you're like, well, I've only seen the first couple, so I don't know if I could watch this one. I mean, again, taking it from somebody that isn't familiar that much with this series and, you know, and all this stuff, I was able to get into this movie autonomously like on its own it was really good as a standalone movie they gave enough backstory on certain things for you to be able to sort follow. of follow it a couple things were a little shaky where i was like i don't quite understand the dichotomy here between this character and that character a couple of things were a little shaky but not enough that it made me not enjoy the movie 
So yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a really fun movie and I kind of, it made me sort of miss, realize that I sort of missed those kind of movies Mm -hmm. because I don't watch those kind of movies too much. Those were the kind of things that we talked about before. We watched a lot in the nineties and stuff, all the big, big action packed you know, blockbustery movies. And I just had kind of gotten away from it. So to go to the theater and see that again and everything was like, Oh, this is fun. (laughs) Yeah. This is, this is a lot of fun. So yeah, I want to see that one. Yeah. Okay. Then good. Um, it sounds, I'm taking your recommendation. There you go. All right. I'm probably not going to watch fatal attraction because that seems creepy to me, but, (laughs) (laughs) but we'll see. Maybe I will at some point. And last but not least, I know this show is going real long, but it is our first What's time new? back. Yeah. And it's our first time back. We're going to trim this down maybe a little bit for next time, but no, um, <laughs> we might. Um, no, so we always like to end it on a positive note where we show some support for another show, another channel, another podcaster or YouTube channel or something like that. The one that I've chosen is a, my recommended show and channel is the Lester Vintage and Old Toy Shop channel. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a, a show that is based around exactly what it says, the Lester uh, Vintage and Old Toy Shop in Leicester, uh, England. And it's two guys, uh, Joe and Gav. They're friends. They've been friends for years. Uh, Joe is a big, lovable guy that uh, they're both bald guys with glasses. It's pretty funny, but they're like completely different. I don't know. They're they're just very... Uh, I don't want to say like Abbott and Costello, but they've, they've got that sort of like um, they've got that perfect partnership there, you know, between the two of them, the way they play off of each other and stuff. They're, okay. they're, they're quirky. They're funny. They have very different tastes in their collecting stuff and things that they're interested in. But it's two guys that own a and run a toy shop in England. And on the surface, you might go, okay, well, that doesn't sound all that interesting. Well, what it is, is they, where they made it interesting is they have a thing where they do toy shop on tour. And what that means is they go around, it's, it's an episodic show. Like you would watch on, you know, whatever on history channel or something like that. It's an episodic show where they go around kind of American pickers style. Okay. And they go to different towns, not only in the UK, but they go to, Germany, they go to Italy, they go to Spain, they go to Belgium, and they go around to other toy shops. They go around to toy shows and fairs and things like that. And they're always hunting for things that they can bring back to their shop and sell. Again, very American Pickers style. Yes, very. But it's all based on uh, toys, uncollectible toys and stuff that they can sell, sell in their shop. And they're very knowledgeable about toys and stuff. Just, just like the American pickers guys are Mm -hmm. very knowledgeable about what they're looking at. They explain to the audience at home. So even if you're like, well, I don't know that much, you know, I, I played with toys when I was a kid, but I don't know that much about it you can still watch it and be like, Oh, that's interesting. You know, cause they'll explain the history behind the things they come across and mm-hmm. why certain things are worth more than others. And they, a lot of it is focused on vintage toys or rare toys, but they get into like modern stuff too. And they don't just focus on 
boys toys. Yeah, there's a lot of He-Man and Transformers and Star Wars and G.I. Joe or Action Man as it would be over in England. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of focus on that, but they also focus on other stuff. I've seen them talk, you know, about Cabbage Patch and about Care Bears and ponies and Barbie and all sorts of other things like they and and games and just a lot of different even video game stuff like they they cover a lot of ground. They've got great personalities they're they're the kind of guys that you're like oh these are the kind of guys that i would want to go into a toy shop and like meet and talk to you know because pick their brains right because they're very personable they're they're just really cool guys and um their show's doing well i think it should be doing way better than it even is Mm -hmm. like i'm i you know it's not a show that it's like, well, they've got, you know, uh, 5 million subscribers, not anywhere close. And oh, I'm wow. okay. kind of really surprised that like those of us that are in the know, us like hardcore toy geeky guys, like know about the show and everything. And a lot of us and Brian from plaid stallions has been like touting it for a while. Now mm. he, he, he includes them. They write a column now in toy ventures magazine. Oh, sweet yeah so they've even if any of you have watched or listened to me talk about toy ventures magazine uh from plaid stallions in the past these are the guys that also contribute to that magazine but they've got this great show i promise you if you're into those kind of shows on that you've watched on tv over the years again whether it was american pickers or toy hunter or any other shows the guys that go and buy uh storage lockers and all those kind. <laughs> if you like that kind of step episodic tv where people are hunting for the cool like rare finds antiques and deals. Show antiques and- roadshow this is just a very toy nerd centric version of that and it's it's a lot of fun it's very well done like the 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 quality of the filming and the editing and everything is like pro like this is TV row ready, you know, pro stuff and everything, but it's on YouTube and I'll put, uh, I'll put all the information in the description, uh, below the show and everything. But yeah, it's just youtube.com at Lester. uh, It's spelled Leicester for us Americans, but it's (laughs) Lester vintage toy shop or it's www.lestervintage.co.uk. And you can find them on Facebook and all that stuff. You know, they're, and it's pretty cool. So that's my recommendation this time. Solid recommendation there. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, that was fun. That was fun. It was nice to be back. It's nice to be back for sure. For sure. But we will be back hopefully in uh, two weeks. Two weeks. That's that's the. Hopefully we will be back in two weeks. Yeah. As the, yeah, as the Terminator says in, uh, in German, ich komme wieder. (laughs) It means. I'll, I'll be, be back. back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's not a tumor. <laughs> it is not a tumor. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon, folks. Take care. Later.